0: Good afternoon, folks. It's Rob McIntosh from the Unsilent Majority Coaches Quips. Uh, a new opening song, Centerfield, by John Fogarty. Um, just reaching out today, we we wanted to get back out here on Thursday, July 16th, and we had a very, very short episode on, on Tuesday to start bringing you to what we were talking about today as far as the radical left. And, you know, what I wanted to say was, What's gone on in the the radical left and what's gone on in this country in the last couple of weeks is really disheartening. And for example, what I started to talk about on Tuesday was a friend of mine who lives uh, up in the Massachusetts-Boston area. I grew up in Boston, as most of you who know me know that. And a good friend of mine who is the state rep that represented the district that I lived in uh, grew up, as I had mentioned the other day on Tuesday. He had, he grew up with the same middle-of-the-road conservative-democratic Democratic conservative, conservative democratic value system. And what has baffled my mind is how much things have changed since I have left. And the reason why I say that is um, just recently we had a couple of holidays, one in March, March 17th, which to most of you is St. Patrick's Day. To Bostonians who know their history and understand their history, well, it's called Evacuation Day. What Evacuation Day is to give you a little history, very quick history lesson, is that the day that George Washington was on Dorchester Heights, R.S. Bostonians, Dorchester Heights, he had multiple cannons face down on the city of Boston when Boston was invaded by Britain, or England, whatever term you want to use, and they were occupying the city at the time, and George Washington got together with what he had for troops at the time on Dorchester Heights, and he threatened General Gage, and basically said to him, if you don't evacuate Boston, we're going to bombard the city with cannon, cannon fire. Well, the whole idea behind that, normally you just say, it is what it is, and they're going to fire on the city and destroy their own city and so forth, and hopefully get them to move. Why it was such a big deal is because it was one of the biggest ruts of all time in military history, because it was just a bluff. They had no... Cannonballs and they had no gunpowder to fire down on these cannons Excuse me to fire these cannons down on the city So it was it was the a big ruse So what happened was the British evacuated the city of Boston in doing so they burned down the city So why it's such a big holiday is because it's evacuation day They evacuated the city of Boston and the, the the residents of Boston were able to come back to get back into their homes and save What was left and rebuild the city? Now, the other holiday that we, which is, I'll explain myself in a minute, but the other holiday is June 17th. Now, June 17th, 1775, to most of you, is just another day. Well, to any Bostonian or someone from Charlestown, it is also known as Bunker Hill Day. Now, why I bring this up and why it all ties into the radical left is because Bunker Hill Day was... A major battle in the turning point of the Revolutionary War. Why was it a turning point? Because it was a turning point when the British invaded Breed's Hill, which the, they say the ba- Battle of Bunker Hill, but it took place on Breed's Hill in Charlestown, and they they substantiated their stance against the British. The colonists substantiated their stance against the British by taking down the most soldiers. That Britain has ever lost in any battle up until this this time in their history. Now think about this: Britain has fought the Romans, the Irish, Ireland, Scotland, uh, Italy, which is the Romans, Germany, the Poles, all of these countries, the the Czechs, all of these countries. England has was fought against. It was the most powerful empire in the world at the time, and these colonists, farmers. You know blacksmiths wherever they were at the time took down this army now They didn't win the battle. That's that's the point. I got to make they didn't win the battle but they the British had such intense losses that they had to reconfigure how the war with the rebels was gonna go so the point I'm making is these two major holidays in Boston's history and United States history let alone the state of Massachusetts have only have become County holidays only. So if you reside in Suffolk County, which consists of Boston, Chelsea, Mass., which is the city of Chelsea, the city of Revere, named after Paul Revere, and the city of Winthrop, named after Governor John Winthrop. Chelsea is named after Chelsea, England. But those four cities comprise the the total of Suffolk County. Now, Suffolk County is the smallest county in all of Massachusetts, but it's the most populous due to the fact that Boston is in it. So the point of all this, folks, is, when my friend Dan Ryan became state rep, he got up to Beacon Hill, the State House in Boston, and he has changed his core value system. He get up there and with you know, the right idea, he's a fighter, he's a regular guy, he's a hard worker, and I'm going to get in there, I'm going to you know get my hands dirty, I'm going to fight for my constituency, fight for my people. Well, the last two things that Dan was involved in was giving licenses to illegals and putting into law mail-in voting, mail-in voting, excuse me. You know, I don't know about you, but as a member of the unsilent majority, I'm sorry. These two things just don't fly with me. They just don't fly with me. And now I know you got to get up there and you got to play along to get along. I get all that. But do you really have to change your core value system? Do you really have to change who you are? Do you really have to become something that you're not? Or is that who you really are? Now, I grew up with this guy. He was always a good friend. He probably won't be a friend after this because I'm sure he's not going to be happy to hear what I have to say. And I not, I'm not going to apologize for it because I worked hard to help him get, get in, just like all of the friends and family of the you know the guys that Charlestown did. And he's in for a t- tough race coming up. And I don't know if he's going to win. Uh, fortunately, I can't vote for him. So I'm down here and I don't think I would vote for him, to be honest with you. I'm being brutally honest. But you know what bothers me is they get up to Beacon Hill the State House representing a certain constituency and then they change. Now they start pandering to the people that they as we were growing up had nothing in common with, nothing to support, for example, the layabouts that stay home and collect a uh, disability check that they don't deserve. It's it's meant for people that are actually physically hurt and disabled, not people that can physically work and sit at home and don't want to or People that have multiple, you know, uh, food stamp cards or, you know, snap cards, things like that, that are more than capable of working. But these are the people that he's pandering to, just like the mayor of the city of Boston. You know, he had all these hardworking Democratic JFK conservative Democrats back him and vote him into office and they change their way they do things. Now, I'm sorry, folks, Uh, that stuff bothers me. Because now you get to where you are, and these people don't vote to begin with. And I hate to use the term these people, but let's call it what it is. They could care less about you because they want to get what they can out of the system. And they're not helping you. They're allowing what has gone on and take place in this country right now to be a slap in the face to all conservative. Whether you're Republican or Democrat, all conservative, middle of the road, right-leaning people. Now I know you're not supposed to go on a tangent and talk about this that or bring people out, but uh, enough is enough. I mean enough is enough. At what point do we, you know, uh, uh, how much can we take? How much can we, you know, as people that are trying to just work, pay taxes, live their life, how much can we take? You know, how much more can we pay for? And they want to, you know, I say they, the radical left is who they are. And Why I say they's because they want to take down our Constitution. They want to change our way of life They want to change what this country stands up for they want to change what this country is all about and what it has accomplished over the last 250 some odd years, you know, come on enough is enough It's crazy and we have we can't sit back and allow this to keep taking place we have to be the unsilent majority and let them know, whether it's in the voting booth, whether we support the, the people that we feel are going to do the job, or we just damn right want to get things on the ballot so we can vote it. I mean, these two things that were changed that uh, you know Dan Ryan had backed, why weren't they put on the ballot? In the rhino governor of Massachusetts, Charlie Faker, who run, ran on a Republican platform and was a Republican for years and was involved. in you know, former Governor Bill Weld, and somehow involved with former Rhino himself, Mitt Romney, Now they all of a sudden change. Why? Why? Things can still get done and have your core value system. You can believe in a great form of democracy with unions, with hardworking people. You don't have to change what it is that you're trying to accomplish by all of a sudden changing who you are. Folks, we'll be right back. Give me one second, and we'll be right back with a short message. Hi, folks. We're back again. It's Rob McIntosh with the Unsilent Majority, Coaches Quips. We were talking about the takedown by the radical left and how we were just losing our place in society and how intrinsic values of an other thought process are pushing an agenda. You know, people are out there, and they're talking about Black Lives Matter, and let's call it what it is. Is Black Lives Matter really about black people? Ask yourself that question. Is it really about black people or is it just a term to get an agenda across? Well, me personally, having read about it as much as I have, I know it's a term and they're calling themselves Black Lives Matter, but the, the poor African Americans or anybody that's of African or black descent are being useful idiots, because they're being used by George Soros, Bill Gates, uh, the Clintons, uh, Barack Obama. They're using all these people to push an agenda on the rest of the United States. And, you know, if they stopped and thought for a minute, I'm not talking about whether you like Donald Trump or hate Donald Trump. That's not what we're here about. That's not what we're here for today. I'm talking about what's going on with certain agendas being pushed in a way that we have to understand that our rights our civil liberties our bill of rights our constitution is being slowly but surely taken away from us bits and pieces are being taken away now i grew up as i said and i mention all the time i grew up in boston in massachusetts probably the most liberal state in the country and liberal is not a bad term don't take that from me meaning it is a bad term. It's not. It's not a bad term at all. There have been some very good liberal concepts over the years. You know, for example, Social Security was a great liberal concept, but the problem is the liberals in the radical left are stealing from it instead of using it what it was designed for. You know, Social Security was based upon a retirement system when it was first put in place for people that didn't have a retirement system through you know 401ks and 403bs which weren't started in those days and union retirement systems those things weren't around they started to come in vogue right around social security starting and then there was social security disability and why it's being thrashed and taken away is because they take the money from social security And push their agenda to use it for projects that are absolutely absurd. For example, here's a couple of projects that are radical left projects. There is a grant being studied at Massachusetts Institute Institute of Technology (MIT) on the effects of rainwater on turtles. Now, I kid you not—that's an actual study. The effects of snowflakes on uh, ground. In snowflake, snowflakes mixed with snow, in the effects on drinking water in the quabbin Reservoir. That's a study by MIT. Also, there's a study on the the mating habits of sperm uh, sperm whales. Now, I don't know about you, but I, I have nothing against people that are all about animals. I have nothing against people that are all about animals' rights. Those sad commercials that are on TV about Poor animals being neglected now, obviously if you, you have to be a really cold person not to feel for an animal or something that of that effect But is that money well spent How about we put as much money we can into curing I don't know something Any childhood diseases How about we put as much money as we can into curing cancer? How about we put as much money and to research to cure aids or you know cure uh, any anything to do with you know any type of illness out there that takes the life of anybody i uh, you know I, I just don't understand why if i was a member of black lives matter and there were multi thousands of dollar grants being spent on the mating habits of sperm whales why there isn't money being spent Being spent on how to fix people with sickle cell anemia, which happens to be generally an African American disease. And I don't want to call it a disease, an an infliction, if you will, or syndrome, a sickness. Now, if I was a regular guy, I'd say, why aren't we spending money on that? Why aren't we spending money on what's going on with the shootings in Chicago? Why aren't we spending money on. The fact, fact that you know the average uh, African-American boy in the Baltimore school system can't read past, uh, excuse me, in Baltimore high schools can't read gra- past grade five level. Why aren't we spending money on that? Uh, you know, they're pushing for what baffles the mind, folks, really, is this last package that they put together for people that were out of work with the COVID-19 or the China flu, whatever you want to call it, the China, you know, disease, whatever, Chinese COVID-19, Chinese coronavirus, whatever term you want to call it, the package they put together, the financial package they put together down in Washington had all these little things added into it, like millions of dollars going to the Kennedy Center for performing arts. Really? Really? You know what the Kennedy Center did with that? They turned around and donated it back to the Democratic National Committee. Now, how does a nonprofit get money from the government, and how can they give it to somebody else? That's like me not working, taking money from the government. I get food stamps. I get you know uh, unemployment, and me making a donation to the Catholic Church. Okay, someone might say, well, he donated it to the Catholic Church, but what right do I have to donate that money at all? It's free money. I have no right to spend it frivolously. My way of spending it should be on my betterment for me and my family. Or my family and I, or my family and me, whatever term you want to use. But I mean, this is how out of place it's gotten. And it, you know, and I mentioned you know the mayor of Boston, Marty Walsh, a uh, Marty Marty Walsh, and uh, Dan Ryan, and those are just two people that you know I know personally. Think of all the thousands of politicians in this country, and that's what they are: politicians that have become uh, very rich or have gotten lucrative opportunities because their association with politics. You know, they want to get all over our president, whether you like him or not. He was a billionaire. Yeah, he may have had some bad. Business deals before we get in there. That that is what it is. Yes, he probably filed bankruptcy more times than most, but he used the law to his advantage. So let's call that what it is. I think he's the only politician that has gotten in, other than probably Mike Bloomberg, uh, when before he became mayor of New York City. We're rich before they get into politics. Most people get into politics, then get out and get rich. And, And you know, it's not that's not a. And every dip that's not a uh, partisan thing. that's all of them. But what, what really bugs me is we're losing our core value system to just sim- simple things from an agenda by the radical left. And I had talked about that on Tuesday, and where the radical left comes in is they want the destruction of the Constitution, preferably the Bill of Rights. You know, if, if we as individuals had a chance to sit and read, all of the laws in the Constitution, how much do you think you would really agree with that you know of? How many of those laws do you actually think affect you on a daily basis? Probably very little, other than the Bill of Rights, but the, the Constitution itself. Think of the laws that we have. We have states' rights and then we have federal laws. All of, course, they're all intertwined, meaning you can't, you know, a state law can't supersede a federal law, and federal law can't impose itself on on states. All the states states make up all the federal system. But what, what happens then, folks, is, you know, gun law in Massachusetts is a lot more stringent than a gun law in, say, Florida. Gee, how remarkable that is. Why can't we have blanket state individuality with rights that go across the board for each state, each city, each municipality, and they all are intertwined. Why can't we have federal voting laws where we all vote the same way? Why can't we have that? You qualify how you qualify. Everybody has to qualify the same by getting signatures, getting on a ballot, and you're all voted the same in the same way. Why can't we do that? Why is that so difficult? Because again, if the, the, the left can get their way with voting, like you know, having mail-in voting, if the left can get their way with that, gee, it's amazing how we, we can't uh, overlook it all and we can't stop the shenanigans that go along with it. You don't think there'd be voter fraud with mail-in voting? Just think about what had gone on recently. We, what we have to start doing is, again, as I always say, we have to become the unsilent majority. Because sitting back and being quiet is not getting it done. Just voting is not getting it done. Because some of the rubes and boobs that we're voting into office aren't getting it done. We as individuals have to do it the right way. And if that's stepping on toes to Let people get our message, then so be it. I'm not saying take away anyone's rights. I'm not saying infringe upon anybody's value system. I'm not saying infringe upon anybody's rights as an individual, but express your freedom of opinion. You have a right to say what's on your mind, you have a right to post what's on, you know. In Your head you should be able to write down whatever you want in any newspaper in the world or in the United States You should be able to write down your point of view and have it get across to to those around you But we're losing that We're losing the sense of value system as I said before what is gone on with The conservative Democrats we've lost conservative Democrats as I said JFK if he was running John F. Kennedy for you non-massachusetts people john f kennedy today would be a republican and people say oh no you can't say that you can't go that far really you don't think so ask not what your country can do for you but what you can do for your country uh the radical left is ask not what you can do for your country but what i can do for you you know there are some great liberal thought uh, liberal people out there with liberal thought process, and they, they contribute to their country, their society, their their own you know, value system, it's okay to be liberal. If you believe in what you believe in, and you can support that, and you can show with some data, and you know it's an honest effort, and it's an honest way of doing things, then there's nothing wrong with being a liberal. There's nothing wrong with that at all. But being radical about things and pushing an agenda on someone, that's absolutely wrong. And why I mentioned those two holidays is because they affect our national interests just as much as they affect our local interests. Now, if the Battle of Bunker Hill didn't take place, we'd be British right now. We would be... United States of England, or the United States of Great Britain, do you think we would be as big as we are, as powerful as we are, have as much rights as we have? I'm not knocking England, it's a beautiful country, there's some great people over there, all of Europe and all those places are great places to visit, there's some excellent people, I have many friends over there, I'm not knocking them at all, they're very, very staunch people, and they have a way about them, but, you know, they... They envy the freedoms that we have in this country and we're the only dopes that take away our own freedom We left England we left What was going on over there to have the you know our freedom of religion our freedom of speech and who limits that not who limits that That stuff now we do We as individuals limit that now It's crazy folks. It's crazy. We got to stop and we got to stand up to these people and be again become the unsilent majority. You know it's coming to an end again, and I apologize. It goes by quick. I'll tell you, I'm trying to, in, in desperate way to get this podcast a little longer, and hopefully with a little more support we can. But please, do not hesitate to reach out. Let me know what you think. It's uh, always good to hear from people. Don't be afraid to give critique. Give me a hard time. I'm a big boy. I have broad shoulders. I can take it. It's. Uh, Certainly the way I want to I want the critique, I want the support, obviously, but if you know you don't like what you're hearing, just let me know. Let me know your opinion. Maybe you might sway my opinion. But again, this is Rob McIntosh with the unsilent majority coaches quips, as we call it. If you want to add something to us, want to let us know, please do so at 617 233 6543 Again, that's 617 233 6543 Or you can email me at parttimeflyer33 at gmail.com. That's parttimeflyer33 at gmail.com. It's P-A-R-T-T-I-M-E-F-L-Y-E-R, the number 33 at gmail.com. Thank you, folks. You have a great day, and stay safe.